It is eight minutes after the hour. Happy Wednesday. Today is National Pay Someone a Compliment Day. So put that on your schedule. Make it something you do. And uh, maybe do it earlier than later. And if you do it once, you might want to do it a second time. It might actually feel good. And I bet you'll, uh, you'll uplift somebody. And don't even tell them it's National Compliment Day. Just compliment them. Okay? So, boy, Bill, you're doing a great job this morning. Why, thanks. I appreciate that. All right, I got that out of the way. You know, I was going to do that. I wasn't talking to you. I was, I was talking to me. Do that. Were you? I was going to oh, do nice, that. I was nice. going to say what a great host you are, ah, and then you nice. took it right out of my mouth. Oh, good. Well, anyway, we got right to the point then. Let's talk about uh, people who are fed up and they quit their jobs. And, yeah. You know, we're, we're in, a, in a job, an economy where things are a little bit better. There might be another opportunity out there waiting. Um, so maybe there's more flexibility to move on if God's calling you to do that. But uh, you you say, and it's an old saying, but you'll say people don't often quit a job, they quit a manager. Well, that's actually true. And this, the today's <laughs> today's topic comes from a couple of Harvard Business Review articles that we read read recently that I did anyways. Mm-hmm. Why people I really didn't read quit them. Their jobs. You read them. I know, I read them. That, yeah, I don't read them. It's part of my prep, Harvard Business Review. My pre-show preparation. Here. Of art. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so uh, uh, that is the old saying. People don't quit a job, they quit a manager. But instead, what Harvard Business Review found was that they quit their job when, if they have a good manager, by mm-hmm. the way, if they have a good manager that they like, they quit their job when three things are present. Uh, The job is no longer enjoyable. Their strengths are not being used and they are not growing in their careers. And you would like to think that all three of those are distinct and separate, but it's actually kind of three parts of the same ball of wax. If you, if you, if you look at it, if my strengths aren't being used and I'm doing something that isn't growing my career, chances are I'm not going to enjoy my job. And so if I'm a person who is, um, Wanting to advance professionally and advance in my career, I'm going to go look somewhere else for a job, even mm-hmm. though I get along with my manager and I may very well like the company. All right, let's back up to the manager uh, who says to you, English, it's not yeah. my job to be liked. It's my job to produce. <laughs> well, then you got that's that's not a good manager. Is not? No, it's not. You have to have a balance between being respected and being liked and also uh, uh, leading your people to produce. Okay. And there are ways to do that without being... A horse's patoot. Okay. So. So uh, people want to use their strengths at work. What about What about when people are unaware of their own incompetence? We see this more often than what we care to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, people will uh, get settled into a job and they are not um, uh, held accountable to produce professionally and mm-hmm. they are not encouraged to grow professionally. And instead, in some of their annual performance reviews, they're told they're doing a great job because the manager and the performance review process is so substandard that uh, they're not given honest feedback. And so they'll go two, three, five, ten years thinking they're doing a great job. And then you get another manager in or a new owner or a new CEO, and those people are trying to drive productivity. And suddenly these people find out that they're not uh, all that they thought they were and that they're not producing. And it, it can really be difficult for them. Uh, but there are a lot of people who think that they are doing a great job when they're probably doing a mediocre job. But they think they're doing a good job. They think they're doing a great job, and they have reasons to think that. So they're living in their own little reality, and yeah. everyone around them goes, so-and-so is is kind of not very good at what they're doing. And they're a little incompetent, and they're not giving the customer good service, blah, blah, blah. So if you're thinking you might be that person, how would I come to this self-awareness? Would I go to my boss and say, is there something I could do better? Do you see something in me? It might be a blind spot. 
you know, that's that's the first thing that, that you could do because you could also go to your coworkers and say, what could I do to improve my performance? Mm. And that's a tough conversation because your coworkers probably in this Minnesota nice, and I know we broadcast in other places than Minnesota. I'm sorry for the folks in Hartford and Madison, but in the Minnesota area, the Minnesota nice will keep people from being honest with you. We're so passive aggressive in this state. <laughs> we are. <laughs> so. I know. So if, if we're not growing in our careers, yeah. um, uh, people want to grow. I mean, they want to have a sense of uh, coming into uh, a, a better career, uh, more skilled. Um, and, of course, that comes with possibly uh, you should compensate me more. It does. Uh, most people want to grow. I won't say that everybody wants to That's grow. That's true. I agree. Uh, some people really do just want to coast. And uh, I think that goes against these biblical admonitions about loving people more and more and growing in your knowledge and your and your faith and things like that. There are some people who reach a certain plateau in various areas of their life, and I call it, they just pack it in. That's what mm-hmm. I call it. They just pack it in and they say, I'm going to coast for the rest of my life. Those are not the kind of people you want on your staff at work. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't want people who are just going to pack it in and coast. Mm-hmm. You want people who want to grow, who want to produce, who want to become who want to be more tomorrow than what they were today because those are the people that are going to provide leadership and direction and and the productivity that your company needs to move forward. All right, so we're uh, coming up against a break here, and I know there are people listening that that wonder, um, all right, this sense of growing and becoming and getting stronger, these are all things that interest me. So uh, is there things that I can maybe do things I should pay attention to, books I should read, classes I should take, ways that I can uh, build my my skill set and um, get more experience and become a more valuable employee. And, and I, I know there's something you got brewing here. There is. I got five things that they can do, and we can go over that after the break. And uh, Give me one. Give you throw one. Me, throw me one bone before uh, the break. Request job skills training. Look at something that you're either doing today that you wish you did better or something that you would like to do in the future mm-hmm. and you know you don't have the skills for it. Go to your boss and talk about that and ask for the training and the education necessary to get you there and, <clears throat> if possible, the mentoring and the coaching from somebody who's already been there done that. Interesting, because Faith Radio offered me one year of broadcast training or a free ham and cheese sandwich, and I took the ham and cheese sandwich. You took the ham and cheese? Oh, you should have smelled it. It was fantastic. I bet it was. A little, so little mozzarella right on the That was really, thin. really nice. It was a chipotle sauce. Yeah, it was great. So uh, let, let's find out what the other four are after the break. It is 15 minutes after the hour. I'm speaking to Bill English from BibleAndBusiness.com. We'll be right back. Good morning. It's 17 minutes after the hour. Bill English is in studio from BibleAndBusiness.com. And uh, we're talking about what to do if we want to try to enlarge our our presence, grow our career, um, not be stagnant, but get stronger, invest in your uh, your on-the-job training. And so that was one of our first things that you talked about, Bill. There's four more. And then I want to talk about if you do decide to leave your job, the three things you should not do. But let's go back to what you should do. 
Yeah, so real quick, the first one was job skills training, you know, improve your skills and that kind of thing. The second one is job enlargement. Ask your boss to enlarge your job. Give me just one more thing to do, not in the same vein, but something that's adjacent or complementary to what I do. Uh, Bill, are you asking for more power or more responsibility? You're asking for more responsibility, and you are not asking for a pay raise initially. Okay. And you are asking, uh, and you're doing this within the context of a conversation where you're saying, I want to grow professionally. What else can I do here? Do people want more responsibility or do they want more power? I think some people want, most people want more. Why would more you want more workload? Uh, you For the want, same money. Okay. You ask four questions now. <laughs> People want to grow professionally, and to do that, they need more responsibility, and they need a wider variety of skills. Mm-hmm. And so uh, they want to move into something that they haven't done, and they want to give it a shot and have a safe place to make a mistake now and then. Okay. And that, so that, that's what we're talking about when we talk about job enlargement. Okay. Third thing is to define what your career goals actually are and then work that out with your boss and your manager to say, uh, here's really where I want to go with my career. Here's what I want to do, and here's how I think I can add value to this company while I'm moving in uh, my career uh, trajectory. Mm-hmm. Most companies don't expect you to stay for 30 or 40 years. Uh, the vast majority don't. The vast majority know that you're probably going to leave in five to seven years. So what can we do to have, make it a mutually beneficial relationship in the meantime? Okay. Uh, the the uh, fourth one is... Uh, look at your what I call your unused callings, and and these are these are passions that you have on the inside that are not getting tapped at all in your. Give me job. an example of that more specifically. Oh man, you would ask me that on the spot. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, we see this at, at at Platinum. We do a, a process called a reboot, where we go into a company that's getting turned around and we reboot the company. At the end of the reboot, we have action teams that are assigned to solve specific problems, and we ask those teams to pick a leader. They just pick among themselves. It is amazing how many people who are not leaders in the org chart end up being leaders of these action teams and they relish it and they love it and they lead effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be an example of an unused calling. I really enjoy leading, but you know what? I work on the dock, right? I work in shipping and receiving and I work on the dock and I don't ever have a chance to lead. That would be an unused calling example. Okay. And then last but not least, if your manager doesn't do this for you, do it for yourself. Develop a playbook that outlines all of these things, job skills training, job enlargement, what your career goals are, what your unused callings are. Develop a playbook for yourself or ha- or if you're a manager, develop one for each of the people on your team and then go over that on a regular basis with your manager or your team member. Mm-hmm. I like that in theory, uh, but if I'm sitting uh, saying, gosh, one day I want to be president of the University of Northwestern, I'm going to have a lot of people giving me serious eye rolls. Yeah, but you may not be president of University of Northwestern, but you may want to be a college president. And, that, and there's hundreds of colleges out there that you can aspire to be a president of. Yeah, but if I keep saying to my manager that my career goal is to be the president here, um, those are going to be difficult conversations because they're not going to be able to look at me with a straight face for very long. <laughs> going, you? No. Your, your no, goals, you your goals have to be achievable and reasonable. Well, I'm thinking this is achievable and reasonable. Well, and that's where a manager can give you some honest feedback, Bill, about how you're not going to be the president at the University of Northwestern. Brush my spirits. I know. You know, that's what we do in life. I guess so. That's what managers All right, do. Let's we say you just crush de- spirits. Let's say you decide to leave your job. What are some things you should not do? If you are leaving your job and you are deciding to resign and go elsewhere because... 
for various and sundry reasons. Uh, the first thing that you should not do is being unprepared to be fired on the spot. If you're leaving and and you're putting in your two-week notice and the manager quickly realizes that you're, for the two weeks of pay that he or she is going to give you, that your value is not going to be that great, uh, they may just fire you on the spot mm-hmm. or, or let you go on the spot. And mm-hmm. you need to be prepared for that. Mm-hmm. I had that happen one time. A gal came in. She was on the sales team. She wasn't producing a whole lot. Uh, and she gave me her two-week notice. And uh, when I started to go over her pipeline, I quickly realized that I was going to pay her for two weeks to do nothing. Mm-hmm. And so I just let her go right there. And she was hurt. She was angry. She was frustrated. And she thought she was doing the right thing. And suddenly I turned into this evil wench uh, that let her go on the spot. And I didn't give her a chance to say goodbye to her friends and okay. so forth and so on. Did she believe that was protocol? Uh, putting she, in my two-week notice? She thought that was protocol. And she thought I had a responsibility. She literally thought I had a legal responsibility to retain her for those two weeks. Okay. Uh, and employers don't. Okay. So you be prepared to be fired on the spot when you go in to resign. Uh, secondly, uh, do not neglect rehearsing what you will say and make sure that what you say is tied to timing and professional development. Do not tie it to anything else unless it's true that you're leaving because of a manager or coworker or some change in the organization and the culture uh, that you just can't live with. So, for example, if... If uh, you're here at the University of Northwestern and Northwestern decides to start a Christian robbers major, we're going to do a bachelor's degree in how to rob banks, mm-hmm. right? You probably can't work here anymore. Let me get my pen out. This is interesting all of a sudden. I'm taking this class. Yeah, you know, it's called Getaway 101, right? <laughs> right there we go. <laughs> so, but 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 the the organization starts to do something unethical and you can't live with it. If you go into resign at that point, you can point to something like that. But okay. otherwise, keep it to timing and professional development. How do you keep emotions out of it? It's tough. Yeah, I mean, talk about stress and emotions. Boy, you're going to come out with, with it all if you're if you're going in to quit. And what's think. what's really difficult is if you do stick around for the two weeks. Yeah. How tough that is for everybody around you, and it's tough for you. It's tough for your manager. It's tough for I it's tough that. for the whole organization. Yeah. So uh, you, this is where you really show your professionalism. And people will remember you not for what you did in the five or 10 years at that job. They will remember you for the last two weeks and how you handled yourself. Okay. That's very true, isn't it? It is. Yeah. What's uh, what's the last one? Uh, well, let me turn the page here. The last okay. one is not having a plan uh, for the fallout. So make sure that you have your messaging down. By fallout, I mean the people who are who are around you who are going to come up to you and kind of whisper, what did you do? Mm-hmm. You know, why, why are you really going? Right. Aren't you really leaving because of, you know, you got to have a plan for all that fallout and how you're going to handle it. Right. And how you're going to message it. Right. And probably the first thought is, you'll have to ask my attorney, Mr. Cohen. Yes. Right. <laughs> Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. Right. I believe you've met Mr. Right. Cohen. Right, 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 so. right. So um, you say, let God be your, your uh, human resource director. Yeah, yeah. Um, when he moves you along, make sure you follow his leading and go with him. Yes. When God is, uh, if you are, if you end up getting fired for some reason, or if you're going to move along, just remember that God is in complete control. We're only on this earth for 30, 40, 50, 80 years. Mm-hmm. A lot of this doesn't really matter. What matters is building uh, into the kingdom and furthering God's agenda. So let him be your human resource director. And don't always assume that your career goals 
are going to be God's goals for your life, he may very well change that. Yep. And depend on God. Find your security in him, yes. not in your job. Yes. And remember that when you get up and go to work today, treat today's uh, on-the-job experience as an act of worship to him. Yes. And that way you can have constant joy in your heart despite the circumstances and the difficult managers and some of the people that you work with that might be not easy to get along with. Bill English, thank you so much. It's 26 minutes after all. Oh, wait a minute. We've got another piece of news that I wanted to talk about. And you've got a trip coming up to Israel. I do. All right. I do. I do. I have another trip to Israel. Uh, 30 seconds. Or do we do we have to break now? We'll have to break. We'll take, okay. we'll take a break. We'll talk about that in just a minute. Okay. It's uh, 26 minutes after the hour. We'll be right back.